0: everyone welcome to be am i'm paul rose i'm here with my dear wife sanya and we're not in poland
1: we are not in poland our friends why does my voice sound shaky our friends are currently at the airport having a great time
0: yeah and uh they keep sending us photos which i i, I like
1: I, the photos i don't i do i uh, want to see what's happening it makes me feel like i'm there
0: no it, it just reinforces that that we're not there
1: me, it makes me feel like I am there, so I feel happier when I see the photos.
0: It's it's lovely of them to think of us, but also, are they thinking of us or are they just rubbing my nose in it? No. Rubbing my stupidity in my face. I
1: like seeing the photos.
0: Good for you. (laughs) Thanks. I feel like I'm missing out.
1: (laughs) Well, we are missing out. Yes, we are. But we're also missing in.
0: Don't know what that means. No, neither do I. So rather than, uh, I don't know, sit in a pit of our own misery any further, we're we're doing Bianpod.
1: If I sound really weird today, it's because I finally tested negative for COVID and now I have a massive ulcer in my cheek so I can't speak properly.
0: Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. Hooray! Your cheek is—it's actually gone down. It was more swollen yesterday. It looked like a
1: chipmunk yesterday.
0: Yeah, but but like half a chipmunk. Half
1: a chipmunk. Yeah. When it's just stuffed nuts in one of its cheeks. Oh, oh yeah. God. Why did, I-
0: <laughs> why did I say that? She said, "You look like you're just stuffed nuts in one side of your face." <laughs> what a way to begin! What a way to begin. So here's a funny thing. We think we might having kind of taken, what, three episodes for the whole of side one of Marbles. We think we might do the whole of side two in one episode.
1: It might actually happen.
0: Because going through uh, it lyrically and musically to a degree, it it's... Well, look, here's here's the thing. It's got Drilling Holes and Angelina on it, neither of which are massively deep songs by H's own admission. Mm. They're both kind of a bit of fun. Yeah. So we have a kind of less to say. And then I think when we get to Neverland, we're in familiar territory that's sort of reiterating things that perhaps have already been dealt with. The Damage has lyrics which are used in Genie, albeit flipped on their head somewhat. So... I think we may end up whizzing through slide two.
1: <laughs> In one episode. Yeah.
0: But we'll see. We'll keep going and we'll, you know, whatever happens, we'll do a, a, a wrap up next week.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know you we were going to do that. If anyone, also, anyone if you hear doors rattling, it's because there it, seems to be a gale outside oh. or something similar. The windows are closed, but somehow, or we've got ghosts because the windows are closed. Somehow, wind is getting in.
0: Uh, it's fate, catch, shaking it's all fate the doors. catching up with us. Let me, in. let
1: me It's
0: all that bad karma catching up with us.
1: Oh, well, we've had enough of that for a week.
0: <sighs> had enough of that for a bloody lifetime. <laughs> uh, trying very hard not to be miserable about it all, but you know. We were meant to be at the Meridian Weekend in Poland, and uh, you know I hope everyone who did. Yeah,
1: go, we were meant to be reporting on it for you guys yeah, as well. Exactly. So you've missed out too. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> no, you, know. you
1: probably haven't. If you're sitting there enjoying it.
0: <laughs> no, genuinely, I hope everyone who went had a good time. I hope yeah. it was a success. Because
1: you're, you're going to have an. Well, you'll probably. Yeah, you'll be listening to this after it. Afterwards. Unless you're one of our you patrons. Would have had an awesome patrons, time. patrons
0: will get it early.
1: Patrons, you're going to have an awesome time if you're going. And if you're listening to this in the future, you—I imagine—you've had an awesome time.
0: Yes, one would hope. Yeah. Hey, you remember in the last episode I said, "Look, does anyone want us to do a live EP um, uh, during the the Leicester Meridian Weekend?" Mm. And I said, "Let us know if you do." Mm. Said, no one cared. <laughs> no one let us know. No one wants that. <laughs>
1: Nobody wants that. <laughs> you've got a feather in your hair
0: oh good nobody literally literally a resounding sanya i'm talking about something you just go you've got a feather in your hair is that important is that Uh, important right now distracting me wow my god this is everyone this is what i have to live with this is why
1: we don't get to travel because our passports have expired yeah because our brains are too busy with Unimportant details. What are you
0: fiddling with now? You were fiddling with something then, weren't you, like this? No. T- no, anyway. Right, look, let's just crack on. Look, right. sorry about my miserable energy, but I think you, know, I think this, you this will understand. This is nothing
1: compared to the other day. If you think he's miserable, if, he, if you think he sounds miserable today, you should have been here two days ago. I've
0: been all right. It's weird because I'm in a, a weird sort of place where... I'm excited about the fact that we're seeing our grandson this weekend.
1: That's true. I'm genuinely yeah, excited about, that's it. and we're to having look forward to. yeah,
0: we're having a couple of nights away.
1: Yeah, even though sort of, they're in this country. Yeah, and they're a sort we're of consolation prize.
0: And it's partly concerts. no, and it's partly so that our daughter can have her birthday party in the house.
1: Yeah, because she's been looking forward to this party for months. Which mm. she's she's been planning it. It's got a space theme. She's bought all these decorations. And, uh, yeah, us then saying, oh, our trip to Poland's been cancelled. (laughs) <laughs> went down like a lead balloon. Yeah, so we, we're going to...
0: We're, gonna we're get, giving
1: her some space. We're going to
0: be as far away as possible without actually leaving the country. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, enough of enough of the misery. Let, let's... Enough of my misery. Now let's deal with H's misery. <laughs> with side two of marbles. We kick off with... Well, we kick off in Marbles 3, don't we? Mm-hmm. Which... Uh, we don't need to go on about because we,
1: we've we done all the marbles, they've done them in, marbles-es.
0: in, in exhaustive detail. <laughs> uh, the damage,
1: yes, our we, theme song. We, well, the for theme us and song, our friends.
0: yeah, of our little Marillion but gang. But we
1: call ourselves the damaged, yes,
0: yeah, so that's all our friends who are in Poland at the moment. Uh, the Damaged.
1: currently getting damaged,
0: currently getting damaged in the airport bar because their flight's been delayed. That's because they're drunk. That's why they keep sending me photos. They're not thinking about the emotional effect it's having on me.
1: (laughs) They haven't sent that many photos. Enough. Enough.
0: Um, All right. So um, a song that, frankly, owes a bit of a debt to Radiohead's Karma Police. Oh. Uh, But a great song for Pete in terms of Mm. the bass. Dong, 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 dong. Mm, Nice, yeah. Uh, It's very
1: funky, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's for quite a loose feeling song. Mm. Um, It is listening to it back, it was like I sort of realised how kind of how loose it sounds and sort of almost unhinged that that feels like it reflects the sort of sort of sentiment of the lyrics and the emotion, Um, but. Look for me. I'll be honest. It's 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 one of those Merillion rockers that I think H's voice doesn't necessarily sit well on top of.
1: Oh, I I would have to say I disagree. I I love it. I love the sound of it, and I actually think um, I enjoy the vocal melody, and I think it shows off H's vocal range really well.
0: Yes. But look, he's a great singer. You could you could get him to sing anything. Yeah, but if he was
1: just singing a monotone kind of song, you wouldn't understand his skill. Mm. I think this song highlights his talents.
0: Yes, but here's the thing, and I'll come to it more when we get to Drilling Holes. That songs like this, for me, require a kind of less technically perfect type of singing. H.
1: How would you have had him sing it?
0: I wouldn't have him sing it. This is the trouble. It's my thing. Well what With, kind of
1: what kind of singing or voice do you think it would have suited better? Rapping.
0: No, don't be silly. Don't be silly. Uh my issue is is it's just a sort of more raw, less polished, less technically perfect voice. And H for me, his 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 sweet spot, his um I wouldn't say comfort zone, but where his voice, I think sits best with the music We're on songs like Fantastic Place, Neverland, you know, where he is like, it's like silk, his voice when it sits on those songs. But for me on a song like this, I find that, that the his style of singing pulls against what's happening musically.
1: So you think he can't get, you think the song requires more of a harshness, a I vocal harshness um, that he doesn't have?
0: It's not harshness. It it. Roughness. I think it, again; those are all sort of suggesting, you know, someone that smokes like fifty fish, basically, <laughs> <Yeah>. what, <laughs> is what you're describing. Uh, <laughs> uh, a voice that's probably a less a less proficient singer, frankly, because I listen to Karma Place. All right, Karma Place is slower, mm. but it, uh, what's his name? Old Tom York's got a very idiosyncratic voice, and he's not the best singer in the world. But his voice sits in that song really nicely. Mm. Um, And I'm not saying H doesn't sing this well. He does. Um, But this is an issue that I have with a lot of Marillion Rock songs. It's not just the fault of the damage. Uh, And it's going to come back when we get to Drilling Holes. And I'll talk about... I'll try not to talk about it too much here because I think it's also partly a consequence of the band themselves. They're too polished and it's like it needs, for me, this song, it feels like it's reaching for the sort of rawness of punk or um, kind of barroom rock or, or...
1: Which I guess requires <sighs> less technical perfectionism. Yes.
0: And and on top of that, it's not just the music, it's it's the production which is so polished. Mm. and I think the Damage for me, it's a decent enough song. It's its a lot of fun live. You know, it's great to chant along to, but on every level, vocally, musically, production, it, it's too polished and slick for mm. me. Right. Wow. Um, and this is often what happens when Marillion try and do rock songs. Weirdly, with an album – like an hour before it's dark, as 80s vo- voice has aged, I think his voice works a lot better mm, when
1: they're it's doing It's gotten rock. a little bit slightly more gravelly with years, yes, hasn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah, it, it's, it's more interesting, I find now. I mean, he's always been a brilliant, brilliant singer and an amazing mm. emotive singer. But as he's aged, his voice for me is, is, is more convincing when they do kind of rock stuff.
1: Yeah, I guess it's developed more texture.
0: yeah. What I I tell you where it does work though on this album amazingly is when he's really screaming on the Invisible Man and Ocean Cloud. Uh mm. somehow with those songs it works. Um you know, his voice doesn't jar on either of those songs with me, but on the damage is one of those that it does. And it does on the on Drilling Holes as well.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that, because I I think um I think it showcases H's voice in a lovely way. Lovely? Yeah.
0: Okay. You got anything else to say about it? <laughs>
1: the uh, Yeah. the I mean, I, I love The Damage. I think it's a great song. It's good fun. Uh, fun live. The only part I'm not keen on 100% is um, m- musically is at around 2 minutes 30 when H is singing Don't Give Me What's In The Window, Babe.
0: Don't oh, give yeah. me what's in the window, babe. Yeah. That That's the only bit
1: that kind of the sound of it isn't my favourite, and I feel it doesn't gel as well with the rest of the song. Well, what's but, weird but though, I get its purpose. Weirdly,
0: that bit, I think, I believe, I buy it.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, singing in that we'll weird cut falsetto. That bit out. You can keep that bit, okay. and I'll have the rest of the song. Um, but yeah but then it's saved Because the next week has a great um, Electric guitar running through it You know as H starts singing I let the genie out of the box And uh, yeah but overall Okay all the doors are opening by themselves
0: Yeah the fight has caught up with us Captain Karmas here.
1: It's saying you should be in Poland. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs>
0: You're not in Poland. <laughs> you, well, well, even the wind is
1: laughing you at us. You deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you deserve your misery.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Look, no, I like the I like the ending. It's just not my favourite Merillion song.
1: Yeah, I love, and it—I it, really like it. And it's
0: the first point on marbles where I'm a bit disappointed. Aww, it's the first song on here. After listening thing- to side one, that I kind of went,
1: "Don't love it." Sometimes I wonder, like do I like The Damage this much because I really, really like it or because it's like, oh, it reminds me of our mates and singing together. <laughs> yeah. And so I like it more because of that. Oh, no. But
0: Look, I think, hey. I've, I
1: think I do yeah. genuinely like it.
0: I've liked it more itself. since we found ourselves a gang that we call The Damage because when they play it live, we're all arms around each other and we're, you know.
1: yeah, yeah, like, yay. Yeah,
0: yeah we, we kind of sing along and I love it for that. It's, you know, our theme song, our little gang. But uh prior to that yeah if i'm honest i've never loved it it's fine i don't dislike it as much as something like deserve Mm. uh or the steamer but um it's a much better song than either of those but i don't love it fair enough sorry
1: fair enough
0: what, do you want to talk about what it's about lyrically? Well, it's a yeah, sister song no. to Genie, obviously. Yeah, that's what I was going to
1: say, because it starts off with, I'm scared of opening the can, scared of changing who I am, might have taken all I can, I'm scared of everything I am, which is Genie. It's, yeah. it's gone back to Genie, and I'm guessing it's like a continuation telling us what happened, like which choice he made. It, it, this is like if he, he in this in this dimension... In this parallel universe, he did go down the road where he let the genie mm. out of the box. Well, yeah, I uh, tell you what, it created felt- a lot of damage.
0: Yes, what it feels like to me is it is it's almost like genie. He's still sober in Genie. Here he's drunk and he's flirting, and yeah. he's kind of like, "Come on, then, tell me yeah. all about those past lives." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's being a bit of a lech. That's the that's the sense that's, I get. It. That's I, I not f-
1: how I read it. That's not how I read it. It seems like he's still okay. So we've got him saying things like, "Don't give me what's in the window, babe. I want the stuff you think will never sell." Which you have under the counter on the bottom shelf I'll oh, buy the low, down, deep, down, primal, truthful self. He's still got that yearning for connection.
0: Yes, I he's agree still, with you. He's
1: still got that yearning to quench the loneliness he feels. He wants that deep connection with someone. He wants to experience that mystery of life. So he wants to, you know, tell me about this mysterious past life stuff that you alluded to.
0: But, but. I think there's a lot of that's going on in this song, yeah. Because he's still him; he's still got that there. But
1: yeah.
0: why I say it feels like a song from the perspective of someone who's drunk mm. is because then at the same time it's like the whole, you know, oh, you're a natural woman. I, I know I've got it coming. In the scent in the air. There's something very kind of icky about that, and I think deliberately icky. Ah. Um, I and ah. it, it it works with the music and it works lyrically the, the two in sync for it to feel like a song that's sort of a bit out of control. Mm. It feels like he is out of control. Yeah,
1: it's kind of representing his mm. out of controlness. Yeah, he's drunk,
0: he wants connection. He's he's pursuing his primal urges.
1: Yes. You know that
0: deep down primal truth. Primal truth, truth <laughs> self uh,
1: can I just ask you something? Yeah. So there's a line where he says descent in the air and the water running. Mm. I couldn't figure out what and the water running might mean.
0: No, I don't know. I mean, it comes from the scent in the air and the water running. Descent in the air. I mean, <sighs> the
1: that wa- fair enough. But and the water running. Ooh, someone's left the tap on. Yeah. Now it's flooding. It's flooded the bathroom.
0: Don't know. Don't know. Mm. But, a, but a telling line though is the the are you an actual woman this is towards the end tell me you're the million to one yeah the ah, one i think is the yes is is yeah he's this really is really
1: wanting that that connection that soul connection that special soulmate spark yeah and to not feel so alone anymore
0: that's what it feels like
1: but he's kind of approaching it from a wild, out-of-control angle.
0: Yeah, it feels like there's there's hurt there. There's damage in him, mm-hmm. and the damage is what's driving him. Mm-hmm. I've always thought sort of going, oh, you know, okay, is it about the damage that, that you cause through him of infidelity? But actually, maybe it isn't. Maybe, maybe he's seeing the damage that's in him that's causing him to seek this out.
1: Well, maybe it's damage on several levels. So it's the damage that was done to him, like the way he was damaged, Mm. and then how that damage can create more damage.
0: Yes, yes. I don't think... When I sort of said there's something slightly kind of lecherous about it, I was wrong. I take that back because actually what I think is, is it is, it's about someone who is vulnerable. Yes. Vulnerable to... If someone, you know, which is the situation that he described, and I'm not saying this is how it happened in real life. We don't know, but you know, we know that the story was of Jeannie was that he was approached by this woman who said, you know, I've been dreaming about you my whole life, and we had another life and another world, etc., hmm. etc., cetera, et cetera, and we're soulmates. The damage is what makes him vulnerable to that, yes, and vulnerable to making mistakes, yeah, and vulnerable to to
1: seeing her, her natural. Female charms.
0: This wind is creeping me out. It's Isn't coming down it? yeah. our chimney.
1: Well, that's what wind does.
0: Not, not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make my wind go up the chimney. That, that's 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 unnecessary. <laughs> Far up a chimney. There's a title for the next Marillion album.
1: Oh my goodness, no.
0: <laughs> Fuac.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Far up a chimney. Imagine if they did. Imagine if, when they don't fuck everyone and rub, imagine if they've released an album called Fuak and, <laughs> and people are like, like what does it mean? What fart does it up mean? up a chimney.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Let's talk about Meegs first. Let's hear from Meegs first.
1: Let's hear it from the Meeks.
0: This is, this is Megan's take on the lyrics. Mm. He says, it's after the fact. You've let the genie out of the box. You've screwed everything up. And it's that angle on the words. It's taking the same words and showing you that it can be about different moments and how you perceive them. It's literally the damage you've done. All right. That's his take.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So let's see what H had to say. Uh, thank you again, Fraser Marshall. Always give him credit. It's about credit. The
1: war in the Middle East.
0: <laughs> it's about how he dropped his phone and broke it. Um, H says, this will come as a big surprise, Sanya. It's about infidelity. Uh, <laughs> and the damage done. The power of beauty.
1: Interesting. Ah.
0: Not only the damage done, but the potential damage waiting in the air, waiting to be done. Be careful what you wish for. That's it. That's all Ooh, I've got.
1: Oh, be careful what you wish for.
0: Mm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't know what I'm doing.
0: Wish I was in Poland. Oh. <laughs> anyway, next one. Don't hurt yourself.
1: Yeah. Another upbeat poppy soft rock song. Do
0: you want to know something surprising about this?
1: You like it?
0: That wasn't what I was going to say. Oh. Uh, Pete plays guitar and Rothers plays bass.
1: What? Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wrote, I really love the sound of the bass in it. <laughs> Sorry. Aww. Sorry, Pete. Oh. <laughs> and I wrote, I love H's voice in the chorus. Lucky him that he can sing so high. <laughs> oh, I must have been in a weird mood that day.
0: <laughs> um, this was the second single, by the way, from the album. It got to, I think, number 16. And the B-side was the Stephen Wilson mix of Angelina.
1: Oh, I haven't heard that.
0: It's not massively different. Is it not? No. It takes out Rother's fluff note.
1: Oh, is that it? That's
0: about it. It's not really that different. It's a bit more Stephen Wilson. It's a little bit more kind of, I don't know, expansive. But I prefer the album version. Hmm. What is there to say about Don't Hurt Yourself? I've written hardly anything about it.
1: Um, well, we are still talking about the music? Yeah. Um, I noticed H has a slightly more gravelly element to his voice. Yes, I think that's it works very true. Well. It, yeah. That's
0: true. Why didn't he do that on the damage? <laughs> he
1: had so to do the true. damage first, and then he could sing in a, mm. with a more gravelly voice. It's... um. I
0: don't like it. I'm sorry. What? I no, find it really I... middle of the road. Is it because it's upbeat? No, I don't mind upbeat, Marillion. You oh, know I love upbeat Marillion. I really Marillion. like it. I mean, you're gone is is for me one of the best singles I've ever done. That's kind of upbeat or up tempo. Hmm. Um at the time I didn't like it. It was the second track on Marbles that I kind of went eh.
1: Oh, so so far side 2 hasn't mm. or the second album hasn't.
0: Unfortunately not.
1: One you over uh,
0: I, just don't, yet. I, I like it less than the damage <laughs> wow so, yeah I don't like it I've never really liked it I find it really mediocre really middle of the road really boring really safe radio friendly won't scare the horses dull tedious uninspired rock with okay lyrics that they're not the best lyrics on the album
1: Fine then. What more is there to say?
0: That's just boring.
1: I mean, I'm not. I'm, it's not like the, my, the best song in the world. It's not like my favorite Marillion song, but I really enjoy it. I think it's an easy, fun song to listen to. It's just good to sing along to. Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's catchy-ish. They don't all have to be invisible, man. Well, I disagree. Do <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know? I actually do
0: disagree. Thing is, I do disagree about that because you want this a is, whole
1: album of just no, invisible men.
0: No, I don't want a whole album of invisible men. But I think what they've done with their last couple of albums, you know, fear and a fart up the chimney,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> fart up the chimney. Oh my no, god, sorry, he's out of control! An hour before it's dark, is they've got <laughs> they've they've. they've <laughs> Fruack.
1: Paul Rose has left the building. Paul Rose's mind and sanity has left the building. So what they've
0: they've kind of got on the last couple of albums is I think they they are still with a song like this trying to write singles. Mm. That's what it feels like. It feels like a contrived single. Apparently, according to Megan, they went away and wrote this I could do you know what I'll just read what he says, okay. um because they went away and wrote, i think uh or they uh, they did this and you're gone they at the same time did they go to bath or somewhere like that? I think they went to Bath, and they came up with a bunch of songs that were sort of clearly attempts at singles, I think, or kind of rocky rockier type things, and mm. he uh Megan vetoed a bunch of them. Um, one oh, in particular, yeah. One in particular, which Rothery was quite unhappy about.
1: Unhappy about it being vetoed. Yeah.
0: Oh, because um, he said uh, that's
1: that's really curious to me. Because I always thought that like the more poppy, rocky songs were kind of not pushed for, but encouraged by H. So it's interesting to hear that that Rother's was well.
0: it well. Let me tell you what, it. Let me tell you what Megan said. He describes it as quite an innocent song, not lyrically, but musically. They'd gone off at one point. The album was put together with a lot of jamming and me there while they were doing it. And at some point there was a big break taken and they went off to some house somewhere and they worked on a few ideas and tried to pull it into shape. Don't Hurt Yourself was one of the ones that came out more positive. This is, by the way, the interview in the Web Fan Club magazine. You're Gone came out of that as well. But in the middle of all that process, there was a couple of rock songs that were typical of what I said earlier. This was previously in the interview in the previous issue of this magazine where he was talking about how the words living comfortably within the rockness of a song. Right. And Megan was like, no, 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 no. He oh, said. No. So they were guilty of some of that as well, which was misspent time in my opinion, which was another thing which alienated Mr. Rothery because he loved one of these especially. I could see why, because as a guitarist, these were great songs to play totally. Got it. So I, I wonder whether there was a certain... During that break, where they went to this house in Bath or wherever it was, whether they kind of went, oh, there aren't any singles on the album at that point, and tried mm. to write some songs that were perhaps catchier and more melodic. I don't know. This is
1: yeah, pure to bring it up, speculation. Because of side one... What, do you say side one or disc one? Disc one was quite complex intricate yeah heavy deep and maybe they wanted to lighten it up a bit maybe maybe that was
0: what they tried to do i don't know but it's what is telling is that this didn't have me dave megan was like no yeah and this song didn't have megan's input at the writing stage or the jamming stage right and it feels to me contrived it always has Oh, uh, that's a
1: shame, because I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it as a song.
0: I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But that but in a way, I'd rather have a song like Most Toys, ironically. Really? That are, that, that really? It's more interesting than this. I mean, it's terrible. You
1: think Most Toys is more interesting than this Don't Hurt
0: It's just beige. Sorry, I'd
1: rather have
0: I Don't ne- Hurt Yourself. I never want Meridian to be beige, and this is beige. Uh, and that's what I was talking about sorry with the last two albums before I got distracted by talking about fighting up a chimney again um, what I mean is that they've kind of seem to have got that they don't need to write singles they've kind of n- worked out how to find melody that sits within what they do well mm. uh, and to write to their strengths and this it's fine but god it's dull for me
1: yeah for you okay <laughs> you fine. like it yeah I do um lyrically, it's it's quite self-evident. I think it I is. I think what have I got written here? Um my guess. I'm guessing that don't hurt yourself is about the passage of time and how nothing is permanent in this life. So there's no point in hurting yourself by holding on to the past. He H tells us to take all those memories and throw them in the fire. Everything you've built over the years, things that were once so precious, it all turns to dust and rust and melts away. Just like the new car that you were once so proud of becomes scrap metal in a junkyard after a couple of decades. Um, So he advises us to instead focus on the present and what lies ahead because the past will only haunt you. In contrast, the open road is infinitely hopeful. So what I'm wondering is whether there is any way that this song might somehow be connected to Genie and the damage. Like, for example, in The Only Unforgivable Thing, he chose to lose his stars and his sky, which are not physical things, intangible things, in order to to keep the earth. He He wrote, to live without the ground is so un- unsound, so he chose to keep that groundedness, that earth, and now he's discovering that the ground just turns to dust and rust and is covered in weeds. So maybe what he's saying is, all that fighting to keep the ground isn't really worth the trade, and maybe it's better to just keep the sky and the stars. So that's how I'm trying to connect it, maybe to. Well, you don't have to connect the other it songs. If you try, trying I know to you don't. It. No, I'm not trying to connect it, but. I did wonder if there was that connection running through it, mm. possibly. Yeah, it's almost like there's a slight, like he's feeling slightly resentful for this these memories, this past that he's fought to keep, this this ground that he, he had lost his sky, sky and stars for in The Only Unforgivable Thing. It's like, why did I do that? Mm. And he's really in this place now where he is susceptible to being swept away by the genie. But it's like, yeah, now I want to be swept away by the genie. Because well, that unknown road is hope.
0: I mean I didn't is life. I didn't connect it to other songs specifically other than general themes. Mm. I've always just seen it as a song of him going, look, whatever is upsetting you, whatever's playing on your mind, whatever's eating away at you, whatever your ambitions are, whatever's driving you either to behave in ways that he doesn't like about himself or whatever that, you know, the things that he's stewing over, they don't matter because weeds keep coming. rust keeps coming, you know, it, it they're tiny in the great scheme of things. Mm. Um, and I think as well, you know, put it away, this dream, you can't stop dreaming, put it away, this anger and desire. I think, I think, It's a song that he's telling himself, he's trying to tell himself to just let stuff go Mm. and drop some of that baggage because it doesn't matter. Mm. None of it matters.
1: Yeah, you you hurt yourself by hanging on to it.
0: Yeah, you won't be here forever. The world, you know, that you know is changing all the time. You know, your kids will grow up and you'll become irrelevant. So just live for now.
1: Yeah, make the most of the journey. I think Instead of all. always trying to hold on to either the past or, or these kind of fake dreams, and when I say fake dreams, I mean you know when sometimes when people yearn for fame or riches just for the fame and riches sake in itself, mm. rather than the process of it.
0: Well, and then, well, then he sings. There's there's an old man on a warm and sunny island, no job, no money, just a smile to call his own. Know what he says, the past will only haunt you. Live for today, each day's an open door. This this to me is is a step towards H trying to find happiness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that
1: I saw it that way as well.
0: He's not there yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, the power of now is still in his future, but he's trying. He yeah. wants to let go of this stuff. Yeah. He wants to, you know, be in the now. Mm-hmm even if he hasn't read that book yet. And
1: even if that means letting go of his past.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm, which has he's oh. maybe have been holding on to because it's so precious. Do
0: you want to hear what he has to say about it?
1: Uh, yes, please. He
0: says, I've spent the last few years in quite a lot of pain and I'm probably through the worst of it, but I've been struggling with my personal life for a while. I've received letters from people who are in pain too and say the music is a comfort for them. It's a huge thing when somebody says that. In certain people's eyes, I'm something of a spiritual doctor or somebody who has the answers, which I haven't. Because I feel a responsibility for that role, I do attempt to write songs that might enlighten in some way or throw a positive light on people's lives. But I mostly wrote it for me, to remind myself that our lives are momentary. It's an attempt to say everything ends and the open road is hopeful and if you're stuck in one place in pain, there are a million possibilities open to us all. He
1: Oh, it's kind of like a this too shall pass put into
0: Yeah, but also what he says there at the end, there are a million possibilities open to us all. He doesn't have to sit in this place of pain. Mm. He has the power within him Mm. to make things better.
1: Yeah.
0: What what uh, Megan says about it. Do you Mm. want to hear that?
1: Yes, I would love to.
0: Nothing else. (laughs) I've already read out his stuff, haven't I? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he hasn't got anything oh, else yeah, to Oh Yeah, about yeah,
1: yeah. He wasn't yeah. a massive fan.
0: It didn't seem like it, did he? Did no. it? It didn't seem like he loves it.
1: But I really feel, especially thematically, it does belong on the album. Oh,
0: no, I totally agree. Lyrically, it absolutely belongs. Mm. Uh it feels like it's um, a bit of a trilogy now. You've got uh, uh don't hurt yourself, mm-hmm. it's not your fault. Mm. And be hard on yourself. Let's not make up your mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, stick to a lane. (laughs) They're all different. Well, no, um, you don't know. I suppose you don't know it's not your fault. I don't No, It's, uh, it was, it, it was a bonus track on the acoustic album, less is more, which I'm sure we'll cover. Uh, and it's very similar territory to this. He just basically sings over and over, It's not your fault, it's not your fault.
1: Aww. It's just
0: the way that we're wired.
1: Aww.
0: oh oh. <laughs> and in a way, I think it it's it's more effective. The message is more effective there than this. It's a far simpler song. Stripped back almost but like sometimes a lullaby. In order
1: to get to that simpler place, you have to go through mm. the more complex tangles. Yeah. You know, to end up with a straight thread, you have to undo the knot first. Yeah.
0: Oh, dear. So this
1: is, this is unraveling the knot. Nah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wish I'd done that joke in Poland so I could have made all my friends laugh.
1: Oh. oh. <coughs> That's so sad.
0: It is sad, isn't it? They're on the plane, uh, yeah. No, what they're not. They're, no, they're not. I've just checked. They're still. They said they're still in the bar.
1: Oh.
0: Um. Anyway, talking of sad things,
1: mm. you're gone. You're gone.
0: Uh, the single, uh, and it's bloody great.
1: Oh, you like it? What?
0: I love your gone.
1: Hooray! I can never tell with you because it's quite poppy, isn't it? I love it poppy, be, Marillion. In, I suppose it's not rocky. It's more poppy. Uh, like
0: I say, Marillion.
1: Yes. Yeah, so when they when they're slightly more rocky, like the damage. What did you say Don't Hurt Yourself isn't that rocky?
0: No, it's just mediocre.
1: <laughs> no, it's more poppy.
0: I, I, anyway, I like Meridian when they're, at, when they're doing prog pop, not when they're doing... Rock pop. Prog rock. But then I love that the Invisible Man is still poppy. I don't care. Fight me.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I would have said Invisible Man was rocky.
0: No, it's just epic. It's just prog. Yeah, it's
1: epic theatrical. prog. It's epic prog. Epic theatrical prog. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're gone. Yeah. God, I love it. I, I love, love it, it so well. much.
1: I've, I've loved it for ages. Uh, it's one of the earlier songs that I heard. How earlier songs? One of the songs that I feel like I've known it for a long yeah. time.
0: The second I heard it, the second it, you know, the, yeah, the instantly. single was, it was like, bloody hell, that's great.
1: Yeah. Um, and it, And it instantly moves me as well. And I don't know if it's like the contrast between the slower, more soulful singing against, like, the upbeat rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed, mixed with the spacey, mystical-sounding keyboard. Something like that. But I, lo- I think that this all is, mixed um, together.
0: this song is, as, as brilliant as H is on it and as great as his lyrics are, and I'll get to those in a minute, uh, this, for me, is Rother's song because his guitar's all over it. If you listen, there's, like, I don't know how many layers of guitar they've got on there, but they're all doing something different. It's like oh, you got right. that kind of wow and then like that that kind of strum bit and then there's so much going on oh, I need to listen with the to guitar it,
1: with that in mind.
0: And on top of that, the drum beat that starts it off. There are real drums on here which which more or less it's in mirroring the programmed drums. Mm. Those drums were programmed by Rothers. So it's like they're all mixing it up.
1: Oh, so this is like a real Rothers masterpiece.
0: Yeah. Um uh, and the chord sequence, I know, was, was, again, was programmed by Rothers on a uh, on a computer, apparently. And then H managed to fit the lyric around what Rothers had done. So it's almost mm. like a solo piece. But it's it's brilliant. It's pop rock. And yeah. you can almost dance to it. You can certainly bounce to it. Mm. Great choice for singing. One of their best singles for me. Love it. And H's voice, it, it's this, you've got the guitar, it sort of just kind of chimes and... Kind of flows around the beat, and then H's voice sort of floats over the top of the song, mm. almost sleepily, until like the 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 you know the chorus kicks in, and his voice soars, and it's I don't know, it's yeah. just brilliant. It's brilliant.
1: And but I like like how that's then mixed with like the the spacey mystical sounding keyboard because that's different again. Yeah, yeah, kind of, like, yeah. yeah. A contrast. It's a yeah.
0: great song for all of Once them. Once again, yeah. Apart from me they and, all- sadly. Sorry? Apart from me and who, who well,
1: you, you just can't even here. hear
0: him. He's oh. on there, but you can't really hear him, can you? <laughs> might as well not be. You'd
1: notice it if he wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah, apparently it was originally, it was longer, quite a lot longer.
1: Like what, 12 minutes or something? I
0: don't know. I still think, oh, this is controversial, I still think it's slightly too long. I think it's a couple of minutes too long. Really? The album version. You, I think this morning, may have listened to the single version.
1: Maybe I've been listening to the single version the whole time. Yeah. I'm, because it's still not on iTunes or Spotify. No. I've been listening on Marillion's YouTube channel. And they've got marbles yeah, in full I, and list, I just listened to that. You were listening to, that, to the so version on, must, on the video. Yeah, it must be the single yeah, version. The
0: album version is is sort of, I don't know, what was it six minutes something? Slightly, ever so slightly too long I'm for gonna me. See,
1: I'm going to see how long the version is that I've been listening to. Four minutes and four seconds. Well,
0: you've not been listening to the album version. That's just sloppy.
1: Well, I don't know. Where am I <laughs> meant to listen to the album version? It's unavailable.
0: Oh, oh, I could have given you my copy.
1: Where's your. You have a physical copy?
0: Well, I do somewhere, but on my it's computer. Probably in the shed. Yeah, it's on my computer. I could have. Oh. Anyway, we could have worked it I out. I thought
1: we shared iTunes album, so I would have had it on there.
0: Anyway, it doesn't matter right now. Point is, the album version has like a much longer solo from Brothers. Right, and, but it does. Unfortunately, it's it, it, and it's not the last time on this album that I think Dave Megan needs to learn to edit a little bit better. Um, I just think it's it. He says, "God, that was so arrogant, Dave Megan, you're a genius." know Yo, you have for, just, yeah, just for that. Tell him how to do yeah, his job. Paul. Just for that comment alone, Dave Megan. If you ever see me, you can punch me in the throat.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: That would hurt, wouldn't that it? That would
1: really hurt. But he,
0: he's allowed to now because I said that. Because um, <laughs> he's a genius and I am not fit to to I don't know critique. I was going to say comment. I was going to say I'm not fit to die at his feet, but that.
1: That's extreme. A, that's, yeah, that's Told you, too I'm, extreme. No, I should be in
0: Poland. I, I, I just, I'm going to come out. We should both with,
1: be in Poland. Yeah, I'm
0: going to come out with stuff. Oh, no, you're happy enough to just see their photos. Apparently, <laughs> you're just happy enough for them to just keep sending photos. Well, no, of course. And watch your husband get sadder and sadder with each one.
1: Of course, I wish I was there. Well, they're not even there yet. They're still at the airport, so it's a bit hard <laughs> to be jealous.
0: Um I'm jealous of that they're sat in the pub.
1: Of course, yes, that would be lovely.
0: I'm only going to see my mates. I'm not there for Merillion. <laughs> I only want to see my mates. I don't
1: care about the band. You could have gone band. to the airport. You could have... Could you no. have got through security Airports. Airports. Probably not.
0: Uh No. Airports make me uh, sad when I'm not travelling anywhere.
1: No, see, I'm the opposite. I love airports. It's so weird. I'm happy to go. It's that air of possibility. You you soak in the vibes. If you don't have of possibility,
0: a passport or money. You have you, you feel have no like possibility. You, no,
1: you can feel like you're about to embark on a a journey as well. You need a ticket. It doesn't matter. I just, I just feel like I'm going somewhere if I'm at the airport. I love it.
0: Utterly insane.
1: I love it's it. In, that's it's insane. It's the same with our friends. I feel like I'm on holiday with them. I don't.
0: I don't. I'm sat here doing the podcast. Here, I had to do work this morning. Yeah, you know, we had to transfer some money because we went into our overdraft again. <laughs> we had all that to deal with. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm on holiday at all.
1: Well, oh well. Oh, well, sorry about that. Just imagine how good Lester's going to be.
0: Not as good. Shall we talk lyrically?
1: Yes, let's.
0: What I will say before we get into it is I don't think I ever really fully paid attention to how good the lyrics are. Yeah. Uh, I think I always, because it was a single, it was a pop song. I never really studied the lyrics for this one. Until now, and they're so good.
1: They are, aren't they? And
0: so sad. Mm. Mm. Go on. What do you?
1: Okay, my, do you guess, have to say? my guess. My um, guess. I, oh, I mean, it's just like a beautiful love song. You're gone, and suddenly I can't see. It's like such a bittersweet song about missing somebody you love. Yeah. It's like H has picks us up, and places are smack bang in the middle of how it feels to not get over someone. So when they're not there, you're completely eclipsed by the darkness of the shadow that they leave. You're, you're just left there. As he says, stunned and blind. He's, he's left sitting in that darkness. Okay. I don't know why I've written this like a pessimistic ghost. Uh Okay. I don't know why I wrote is that. that. Is, is that a known thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that like kind of a, you know, I don't think thing? it was you meant have to like, be you funny. Have, you have like werewolves, vampires, <laughs> zombies. Oh, and pessimistic ghosts. <laughs> <I> Do <don't, laughs> you know what? I don't know, I'm ever coming back to life.
1: Anyway, so it was, it's like, so he's left there in the dark, trying to hang on to his rosy thoughts of love, but still nothing there's no there's no joy there's no day at he as he says i thought it was so clever nightfall follows instantly follows dawn and there's no daylight in between it's just constant darkness well, but that
0: lyric itself
1: yeah you know
0: that that oh, oh just
1: stunning and then i do like that there's like more of a romantic ending it's a bit it's a bit happier where they get to meet again at that junction where opposites connect, where the opposites meet, day and night come together. So um, he says, I wait till midnight tolls, two souls almost touching in the dark. It'll be all right. You are the light. Dot, dot, dot. You have the day, I have the night, but we have the early hours together. What
0: do you think he's alluding to with that? What do you think he's saying there?
1: I've got no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, so... That it's that space where they where they can meet. That kind of those liminal spaces between worlds where he belongs to the dark, she belongs to the light, or he belongs to the night, she belongs to the day. But then there's that liminal space in between, pre-dawn, where The early hours is that just around midnight. What is he literally saying?
0: What is he? What's what's that? The metaphor for it's where they can meet. But what does that mean? Because (laughs) see, if it's a song about not being, it's once again right. Here's my theory. Mm. Here's my theory. H had a great love in his life that, for whatever reason, he couldn't be with. Right, right, and that great love moved on or whatever, and it took him a long time to get over that love. That's my theory. I don't know. That's the sense I get. Okay, and this, for me, to a degree, feels like a song about that love again. Yeah, it could be. Uh, So, what is the early hours thing? What does that mean? Does that mean, you know, is it about literally meeting somewhere half halfway between? And I
1: wait till midnight tolls. Two souls almost touching in the dark. I don't yeah. know if that's literal, like they literally only have that time at night where they can talk to each other.
0: Is it or about? Something <laughs>
1: like that. Or that's the time where he's allowed to dream about her.
0: God, there's so much I want to say that I daren't.
1: Go on, just say it. You can always edit it out.
0: That's true. Okay, let me preface it by saying I don't know H's life, but let's say, you know, he's sung about infidelity on this album, he's admitted that. Mm. It, is this about the meeting with the person that you're having an affair with and that's the early hours because it's neither light nor dark? You know, you, you. it's not fully dark because you're with them, but it's not fully light because you're, you're also not, not with, them. with them. Because you're not going to stay with them. Yeah. Is that the early hours? Is that what he it means? It could
1: be. Yeah, that could be.
0: We have the early hours together.
1: Yeah. So it's I mean, halfway, guess, but halfway out of the dark. Yeah, I guess that's how, although early hours, it sounds like it's just after midnight, which is like pretty dark. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess how, it, how I interpreted it was we have these fleeting moments together. We can't fully be together, yeah. but we've got these fleeting moments where we can be together. But now I'm wondering, are they actually together or... Is is it him, is it the time where he has the space in his day where he can just give way to his dreams mm. and his daydreams and allow himself to emotionally be with that person? I don't know, like two
0: souls almost touching in the dark. Maybe, maybe because he says almost touching. Mm. I'll be all right. Um, is that, yeah, is that a daydream? Maybe it's thing? long
1: distance and that's the only time where they can communicate.
0: You're gone and heaven cries, a thunderstorm breaks from the northern sky, chasing you back to the to, daily grind. To the so daily that's like grind. back to back yeah. God, we're there again, aren't we? You yeah. know I lost the stars so I could have the earth. All that again. Yes. We're back to him
1: mm-hmm.
0: bemoaning his daily existence.
1: Yeah, or other people <laughs> yeah. or her daily existence. Yeah,
0: uh, chasing you back to the daily Yeah, or whoever. But mm. you know, it's it, it's uh I mean it's an it's a, it's a beautiful lyric.
1: It's absolutely gorgeous. Somewhere
0: you're drifting by your heels rolling sparks on the lucky street.
1: What a I beautiful know. way to
0: describe someone. I can see, I you, see in you in my mind's rose tinted eye. My mind's yeah.
1: rose tinted eye. Which is like is are these early hours together just in his mind?
0: I don't know. And we'll never know.
1: No. Has h explained
0: Well, I can tell you what he said. Um he said "Your gone was about love lost about desperately missing someone. Mm-hmm. It was also about my father to some degree. I lost him shortly before I wrote that song. Oh, It's a simple song. It's about losing a great light in your life and living in the shadow of it. And yet rejoicing in the fact that it was ever there and it still is there somewhere. He called them sad words.
1: Yeah. That's exactly the sentiment that comes across.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: it's bittersweet. It's like, It's bitter because you're not with them, but it's sweet because you at least had that experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Um, You know, we'll never know fully. It's, it's, there are a lot of songs written by him that are clearly private, that are bound up in metaphor and things that only he'll ever understand fully Mm. what he means. And that's how it should be. I was
1: look I'm watching some interviews with Florence Welch last week, and she's very huge on metaphor, mm. and she was saying how particularly in her previous albums, she was too scared it was too it was just too painful to write things plainly so she it was easier to express them through metaphor.
0: So wrapping the sun with silk. Right. Make, That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I
1: thought. Yeah. yeah.
0: Making it easier. It's something exactly. y- it's easier to look at. Exactly.
1: And perhaps, you know, sometimes it's even too hard to explain those metaphors mm. to people because it's, it can be painful
0: it's or a fu- shameful
1: yeah. or embarrassing or sad.
0: It's a funny thing. I... Uh, When I went through my sort of rough time in the early 2000s when I was in a lot of pain uh, yeah, early 2000s well through most of the 2000s my 30s were shit. Uh, Weirdly I did used to think of my own pain and my own hurt in metaphorical terms.
1: In what way?
0: To try and
1: like to yourself to, or to when you myself, were or if I, I on the
0: rare occasions, I'll talk to others about it. Uh, you know, and when I did eventually, um, when I did eventually start properly processing it, when I did our oh, counselling training and you know, kind of went to therapy and stuff, when I did f- properly start processing it, of course, I, I would process it a lot of the time sort of through art. Mm. And art sort of therapy and sort of understanding it. I mean, do you remember that picture that I drew? Mm-hmm. We had to we had to paint a picture yeah. of ourselves, and I drew myself at that time when this is when I first met Sanya. Everyone at home, uh, and we were we met at, at, on a counselling course, um, and we had to paint draw, paint or draw a picture of ourselves or something like that, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. I drew a picture of myself carrying all this stuff and everything on my back represented something that I felt was weighing me down mm-hmm. um and so yeah I, I used to I don't, I don't know what why I brought that up but just I just thought it was interesting because as you sort of say you know maybe metaphor I'd, for me it wasn't so much of it it made it easier to think of things in metaphorical terms it help me understand myself perhaps better or understand the hurt or the pain or, um, you know, and I, and I did, uh, start to sort of, you know, I meant to say this actually, when we talked about, um, don't hurt yourself, you know, I used to try and not literally those words or from, from the song, but I, I used to sort of try and go easy on myself and it was hard, but I I what I did, what I started to do, and I've now I've told you this before, is I used to carry around a picture of myself as a little kid mm-hmm. that I kept in my wallet. And anytime I started beating myself up, I took out the picture and went, That's who you're saying all that to. Mm-hmm. That's who you're directing this at, really, that kid. Um and it helped. It really helped to for me to sort of uh just dial back on the sort of I was going to say self-abuse, but, you know, certainly at least the self-criticism. And what was a real turning point in my journey was, and we'll get to it next week, because as it turns out, we didn't manage to get the whole of Side 2 into one episode.
1: No, we didn't.
0: (laughs) Uh, But what was a real turning point for me was Neverland. Oh, right.
1: I want to be someone who
0: someone would want to be.
1: Yeah.
0: That, my God, jumped out at me.
1: Mm. But, yeah, you've talked about yeah. it a lot over the years.
0: But we'll get to that next week. Mm. So that'll do for this week. We uh, we did end up talking uh, about only three songs.
1: Once again.
0: Once again. Well, looks Marbles like...
1: Marbles is a complex album.
0: More complex than we thought it was. Even or at Side least this, 2, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it is. I think Side 2, maybe musically it sounds more innocent and simpler mm. but certainly the themes that are coming through the lyrics so far they're carrying across from side one from disc one
0: yeah well, there's
1: still a lot to unravel
0: let's see what happens but next week at least for these yeah. songs we've got Angelina and yeah, I'm the not holes sure. coming up
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah we'll They're see like the parentheses <laughs> in the album
0: yeah kind of back-to-back parentheses
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah anyway um all right well that's it then if you want bonus stuff uh, go check out our patreon www.patreon.com slash mr biffo where we also put our reps up early 99 percent of the time this one will, will have gone up early, won't it? Oh special. Special. Um we'll probably do a bonus set where we'll we'll talk in detail about the set lists from the Poland weekend where we should have been. But what,
1: once we you know we'll hear <laughs> Paul crying in the background. Yeah, once we
0: know what they Me are.
1: acting like as if I've been there
0: through yeah, <laughs> Needing
1: thing. a rest after all those late nights.
0: So we'll um we'll probably do a bonus set on that. Um in the meantime <sighs> Yeah, tell people about us. Subscribe, send us an email about marbles. WW. Yes, no, that's in not the meantime, it, it? don't was, hurt I, I, yourself. It's very good. I was about to read out the Patreon again. Um, no, did what is our B mail address, Anya? Tell uh, me now quickly,
1: Bianpod at gmail.com.
0: Yes, thank you. Um, yes, yeah, send us an email about marbles. Don't make it too long. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you thought about it when it first came out. Tell us what you think about it now. Uh, and we'll feature it in the inevitable... D- uh, bag.
1: Alright,
0: um, don't get blown away, everybody. I'm off to fart up a chimney. All right, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.